This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada from AMI-audio, the place where blind people talk tech. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, and I'm in Canada. It's, it's incredible. I'm here in the live from Studio 5 studio, which uh, is also called Studio 5, by the way, uh, to go by its proper title. And uh, yes, I'm here. Uh, I am in Canada having a great time. I believe somewhere in the ether, uh, in a place called England, in a shed, is a man called Sean. Sean Priest, are you there? I am here. How are you? Are you looking after yourself? Are you warm enough? I, I'm warm enough? This place is ridiculously <laughs> warm. There's sunshine here. Uh, there's been no rain. I don't know where I am. I thought I was going to be coming to sort of what I like to call nice Scotland. But uh, no, uh, apparently that's not the case. I've arrived here and this weather is beautiful. Nothing like Scottish weather, thank goodness. Uh, listen, we've got a special guest with us this week, Sean. Ooh, who? Well, since we're in Canada, we thought we'd pull in a Canadian. Uh, and his <gasps> name is Marka Flalo. Hi! Hey! How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, it's so nice to be the Canadian representative here on the show this week. Yeah, so you're here to tell us what kind of maple syrup we need to buy, um, what flavor of mousse I need to eat. Okay. All that stuff, right? Were these in the show notes? I don't believe any of you prepared me for these <laughs> sure questions. Not. Have we met? Um, so Mark is my uh, co-host and compadre on Double Tap TV, of course. It is an honor to have you on my radio show. Thank you very much. It is my pleasure to be here and nice to be in Toronto with you, my fine yeah. friend. Yes, lovely. Friends. Yeah. Thank well, you. Listen, I've been getting a chance to sample all of the delights. I went to see uh, The Joker at the cinema. <laughs> a very Canadian experience that was. Uh, <laughs> so you came all the way to Canada to go see a, a film you could have seen down the street from you. Pretty much. Uh, I also went to the Apple Store, a very Canadian thing. Um, I did that, obviously, very Canadian. You know, they have those in the UK as well, right? They do, yeah. Okay. But I don't know, they don't have them with those Canadian accents. Or the Canadian dollars. Ah, or the Canadian dollars. That's important. Why I chose to go, yes. Uh, well, I am a man for a deal, right? I like a bit of a deal uh, every so often. And uh, yes, the, the option of, of buying things. So the way it works is, right, your money... We've got silly money in the UK, stupid money, uh, but you have serious money here. And for some reason, your money is better than our money. Is it the colours or the denominations no, 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 just, or just I, the value? Or the... I'm going I'm to shock you here, Mark. I'm not a financial person. Um, this, <laughs> is not, this is not a financial segment here. I just want to put that out there. Okay. Um, but, I, you know, I, I figured out that things cost less here than they do in the UK. They appear to cost less here than they do in the UK. Um, if you live here... <laughs> Um, it's, a, it's a very different story um, because I have the uh, the I guess the the reciprocal or the opposite feeling when I go to the UK. Yeah, things cost a bloody hell more, a lot more. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, you'll see things like blooming heck a lot more, and goodness me, and things like that well, when you see the prices of things. When I first went, to, uh, I was in London last October, I guess uh, two years ago now, and my son, we were walking through Selfridges. As you do, yeah. Which was what you do as a tourist. Mm -hmm. And my son, you know, being nine years old at the time or eight years old, really wanted Lego. Everywhere he saw Lego, he would want Lego. Of course, yeah. I had to explain to him that if he waited four days till we got home, (laughs) that he could get four of these Legos for the price of the one in the UK. The same exact thing. No, it's not the same. That is not the same. What, you think they're heavier because it's like It's like when your mother says... Don't buy a Big Mac. I can make you a burger at home. And it's always awful. It's not the same. You need to buy it there and then. I'm with him. 
I have to say, when it comes to the burgers, I totally agree on that one. Um, yeah, wow. I, I also did sample. Uh, Take on Mark Day. I also did sample McDonald's here. Um, it's the same. So I put it out there. Uh, so I've, I've been getting the full Canadian experience. I'm just saying that. How much? Um, how much fried food did you find here? Oh, lots. And I've been seeking really? it out. Yeah, yeah. There's a thing here called Popeyes. Oh, that's good chicken. Oh, that's uh, Sean. You, next time I'm coming out here, you're coming with me. You and I are going to spend some time sampling. <laughs> Various amounts of fried chicken. Never mind that. Just bring it back with you. I've you got a microwave. It'll be fine. <laughs> you know what I love, guys? It's uh, it's four minutes and twenty two seconds into the show. You have to mention anything yet. about tech. No, no, no. We, we, that's why our that's why our thing here is it's a tech show, honest, because we we kind of drift uh, yeah. off a little we bit. We get there. We get we there do. eventually. Yeah. The roundabout way. There's no rush, Mark. Yeah, you, you meet your nan, right, and she'll start telling you a story about something, and eventually you get to the point. I'm liking this radio yeah. thing. Oh, it's this great. is good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I should do this you more and often. your sighted ways. You're always in a rush. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Blind people take wow. longer to get places, Mark. Come on. Wow. Um, yeah. So listen, we've got lots to talk about actually, and you're right to bring us back to the subject of technology because that is what the show is yeah i know um such a spoil sport isn't it um well look I, I, so i did buy something at the, the apple store i, I want to start off with this because i did i did put out some actual cash i mean it's canadian money so it's, it's like nothing money, it's, yes it's, it's silly money really yeah uh so i um got myself a new macbook no 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 everyone stop computer? okay no, no everyone stop because i seem to remember in the last episode you saying Okay, I've thought about it seriously. I know exactly how my workflow is going to go. And you know mm. what? It's Windows all the way. I believe yep. that was just a week ago, Stephen. Well, look, you know, I have to say the, the, the Canadian winds have turned me a little bit uh, towards my, my Mac obsession. Look, you know me, I'm a, I'm a Mac guy. I've always used Mac since I was a lad at school when dinosaurs used computers. They were Macs. And, um, Apart from know, last week when you said voiceover was the worst thing ever. I, I might have said that. I don't think that's exactly the phrase I used. I mean, it may have been. I am paraphrasing. Well, no, yes. it may have been the, the, the phrase I used, but what I, what I meant was <laughs> that it was a good system uh, that had a few flaws. Uh, a bit like myself, uh, in some ways, as my wife <laughs> likes to tell me. Um, but, yeah, so I, I do like the Mac. I've always liked the Mac. But one <sighs> thing I like is the fact that the Mac, you can add Windows to it. Yeah, see? Oh, I see what you've done. What so you thinking now? You've bought the Mac hardware to run the Windows software. Now that makes total sense. Well done. Doesn't that, doesn't that sound familiar, Sean? It does sound very familiar. Yes. <laughs> what what computers and what computer happens to be in front of you right now? Uh, anyway, let's move yes. on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, please. Come on. What are you sitting in front of right now? Look, the point is I had no choice, all right? The Mac was forced upon me, so I'm making the best what? of a bad situation. But you are starting from scratch. You held at gunpoint to buy a Mac Mini. Exactly right. Exactly right, sir. Right. <laughs> no, look, all jo- you tell yourself that. All joking aside, I-, I mean, it does make sense if you can. For me, it is just purely the high price of the Macs that, that put me off. But look... Yeah. If you've got the uh, the hardware there that you can run Windows in Boot Camp or however you want to run it, and you've also got the option of running, you know, the Mac OS alongside it, that is the best of both worlds, isn't it? Yeah, but the thing is, it's down to what you buy. So oh, you're comes... not happy already. No, Take no, no, it back. I, no, I... Take it back. Get another <laughs> I, one. Forget I am happy. it. I am very happy. I'll tell you why. Because the one I got in store, I was very surprised at this, actually. Because Mark and I have been, I've been, I think I've texted you a million. In fact, both of you have probably been annoying about this for so long. I just I have not been able to make a decision. It's I, like my I'm in the same boat. Shoes. That's why. Because I, I know. You know I, I'm shopping for a laptop too, and I don't know what to do because 
I have the Dell XPS in my in my possession right now for another couple of days, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying the machine. But you look at you know apples for apples. Like look at the size of the touchpad on the MacBook Pro. It's crazy. I can put my dinner on it. And and you know you and I spoke Oof. today off the air. I mean the touch bar. I didn't realize how accessible the touch bar is. It's amazing. But that yeah, that's a game changer for you, isn't it? Oh, huge. I mean, yeah. so you know, interestingly, I I use a very simple app called Text Edit for all my notes, and um, you open up Text Edit, and the first thing it does is it drops you on a window which, where you choose where you want to save the note or the text edit file. The problem is that the new document button is way at the bottom left of the screen, and you've got to navigate through all this stuff, locations of files and all the rest of it, and other buttons, and stick it here and stick it there, buttons and whatever else. We're <laughs> still I, talking about the Mac. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you not heard of the end button, Stephen? You can jump directly to the yes, last I, item. Well, you can, and you can also cursor wrap as well, so you can take the, the cursor yes. the other way, um, which is another way to do it. But it's still, it actually still does take you a bit of a journey. It's like Lazy. a bit of a bus trip. I don't like it. But here we go. On the touch bar, you can touch the touch bar, and there's a new document button. You just hit the button, double tap it, and that's it. You're straight into your document. I mean, it's a simple thing, but it does make a difference in workflow. It gets you to places faster. Um, so, look, I need to explain to you what I bought here because this will explain some of it. When I'd gone into the Apple Store, I was kind of like, right, I don't really want to just buy the kind of base level trash that they're selling, right? I don't want that. I want the decent. <laughs> the one the common people get. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't want the common one. I want, the, I want my own one. Uh, so I asked the the question, you know. So you don't have, I don't want this, this, this what, garbage, this garbage lying here. Um, I want my own garbage, and they told me they had a maxed out MacBook Pro available, fifteen inch. Wait, you hear this? Intel Core i nine processor, eight cores in this thing, running at two point four gigahertz. This thing could could send Neil Armstrong and probably fifteen other people to the moon. Um. <laughs> 32 gigabytes of RAM, yeah. one terabyte SSD, solid state drive, mm, mm, mm. really yeah. good graphics. Means that What that means is I can't remember what the graphics card is, but it's a good one. <laughs> Radeon. So uh, Radeon something, yes. yeah. Vega 20 or something, but that doesn't mean anything to me. But that's good, right? So it costs a lot of money. There's lots of zeros after it, so it sounds good. Anyway, they had it in stock. I also insisted it was in space gray because I'm not crazy. I'm not buying silver. <laughs> Um, so, so I chose the space crate. That was all they had. They had one in stock. That was it. And I said, it is mine. Well, actually, that's not strictly true. I left the Apple store. I called Mark. <laughs> I said, what should I do? And I was, I was, because we're hovering between that and the Dell XPS. And I was wanting to know what you thought of the Dell XPS. Because you, you've been playing with it for a while. I, yeah, what, what do you think that. about it? You I, I know, don't... it's a great machine. I find, you know. When you're so used to a Macintosh and you're used to the build quality of an Apple computer, yep. you put something else in your hand and it never feels as good. No. Well, you know, well, well and, and the, the Dell is like we're talking premium. About the yes, thank you. <laughs> the Dell's not – you know what? The Dell's plastic. <laughs> the Dell is um, – it is premium. It's heavier. It's bigger. It's heavier. It's thicker. Um, it doesn't have great graphics at the end of the day. If you look at the specs, even if you max it out, mm. you're going to get better graphics on the on the Apple. And you know what? If you're used to – a Mac operating system, and you do want to run Windows, the only option is to get a Mac and run Windows on it. You yep. can't vice versa. I mean, we've seen Hackintoshes, and, and people try to do it, but they never do it successfully. 
So, so I mean, you got to pay a premium for what you're going to pay for. I'm surrounded by use? fanboys, unbelievable. I'm not. You know what? I want to go back to Windows. I really, I really do, because they've done such a good job on the operating system of really bringing it to a point where it's it's, it's apples for apples, no pun intended. But um, <laughs> but there's still some small things that I just don't get. Like, why do I, you know, on a Mac, you you click on a file, you hit spacebar, and you get a preview. Yeah. How do, you, how do you preview anything on Windows? You don't. You can't. You got to open it. No, you right click it. on it and then open with. Oh, but why would you okay, want to do so, that? Okay, so hang on a second. So for someone who's not visually oh, impaired, okay. that's easy to do. Right click on it, open with. That's great. Yeah. You, you got to. How many steps nerve. does that take for well, you to do? What? How many steps does it take you to open, you know, open with, and finally get a preview of that document? Uh, it's simple. It's really quick. What you need is a fast machine in the first place, you know, so that helps. Um, but no, it's an easy step. Uh, hitting space. I mean, yeah, okay, it's all very nice and easy to use. But who wants that? That's not the core of computing, is it? Yeah, yeah. Who wants who wants an easy who to use computer? Yeah, Come yeah. on. I mean, you know, I'd much rather it crashed every five minutes. You want to hear the funniest thing about pain? this experience for me? The funniest piece of this Dell XPS thing is that I harass Dell for months. I get me this computer, get me this computer. I want to play with this computer. I can't get my my Microsoft Office 365 email. That's hilarious. I can't get it working yeah. in Outlook. Yeah, that, that makes no sense at all. It but just then you, won't connect. But you couldn't get a Gmail account to connect in Outlook. Is that right, Sean? That was the case, but I figured that out. That is the um, allow insecure apps setting in the Google accounts. I didn't see that wow. before. I never heard of that before, but it won't let any other third-party email client that I'm using connect to my Google account. So I have sorted that so here, out. Here's, here's the thing, guys, right? So I just went in and I just put in my email address and I put in the password. It worked. <laughs> and it kind of worked. And I was like, that, that does be fine. I'm done. Are you using Outlook or are you using the mail app? Well, interestingly, I, I wasn't going to use Outlook because yeah. I found it particularly inaccessible. But they've done something that made it not so inaccessible. I mean, I'm using technical terms here. Stay with me, folks. Um, but they've whatever they've done, it works. It's really good. Outlook on the Mac is really good. Yeah, now. much easier to navigate even on a PC than even on a PC, which is interesting. Outlook so is fine on the that. PC. It's perfectly accessible. It's just very verbose. You know, all that grouped yeah. by today, grouped by whatever day. You can, you can, you, you got to turn that off. That's, I mean, the first thing you do when you launch Outlook is you turn, turn off, off conversations, turn off threads, turn off. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, but you do with with a with a screen reader, you do get a lot of extra talking. Yeah, that goes on, and it'll read buttons, and, and it'll sometimes. And the Mac it does it as well. In fairness, the Mac will just constantly speak at you sometimes give you the same notification about five times gets a bit annoying after a while so no i, I totally i to, totally get that so it's like having another wife yeah exactly well, you can say that um I, I have said it in the past i mean but... if i if i knew what that was like yeah i don't is she listening to this one i don't no. like having mark go, on he's scary he's a bit edgy isn't he he's a bit of a shock jock <laughs> yeah what <laughs> it's like having howard stern on here I'm not used to not having control, and this is not my show. <laughs> I think he fits right in, if I'm honest. Um, right, so, uh, look, we're going to talk about Google's event uh, on the show this uh, week because uh, Google had an event, and uh, it was, eh. So we'll talk about that. Um, and <laughs> Way to build gonna, it up, Stephen. Yeah, and we're going to talk a bit about our experience today because Mark and I uh, were actually out uh, at Microsoft. Uh, we're filming for an event, which is a, a show, a Double Tap TV show that's coming soon. Uh, so we'll maybe trail a bit of that later and tell them what we were up to. That was good fun today. Had some good times there. Um, now, look, if you want to get in touch with the show, if you think there's something that you uh, would like to ask us, something we do on the TV show all the time, 
Uh, now we're asking you for your opinion on things, so and, and also for your questions as well. If you've got something that you would like to ask us, uh, then get in touch. You can hashtag this. Ask Double Tap is the hashtag. Get in touch with us on Twitter. Uh, we're very active on Twitter these days. Sean, you've even been writing articles for the Double Tap online blog. I'm very impressed. I've got no choice. You keep emailing me and bullying me into it. So yes, I am. <laughs> I'm very proud yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for thanks for telling everyone how the secrets of the show work. But yes, it's the only way it would ever get done, quite frankly. Can I just throw in my two cents, my observation here about this show? Yeah. Very well organized. Oh, that's uh, brilliant, isn't it? Very well organized, and I find that um, it seems like you treat your employees very well so they know what's expected of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, very low expectation to set at the beginning of this program. Yeah. And we always meet them. I thought only the Brits did sarcasm. What's the better way, what's the better way to meet the expectations? <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I'm going to tell you how I got on with my Mac a bit later on, or in the next few weeks, actually, I'm going to tell you about some of the things. Because, do you know, I've learned so much about the Mac and Windows, and, and one, of the, the, one of the best things, you be quiet, priest. You'll hate it. There'll be a return flight to Canada in a month, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> well, no. that's one of the benefits. You can return this anywhere in the world. Well, that's true, yeah. Although they just say I couldn't return it. They said, no, you can't return it anywhere else. You can only bring it back to Canada. I said, that's nonsense. You can have it serviced, though, elsewhere, though, right? Yeah, you can have you can get service. So just you, returns. You can't just just returns. You can't take it back. So be aware, people of the world. If you're planning a trip to Canada to get cheap MacBooks, <laughs> you can't take them back. Uh, <laughs> so, Sean, if you're thinking about it, okay, just just don't do that. Okay, thank you. Yeah, public service announcement there. Uh, so yeah, look, get in touch with us. Ask Double Tap on uh, hashtag and on Twitter. You can uh, find us at Double Tap Canada. You can email us here as well. Feedback at ami.ca. Uh, let's talk about Google. So uh, they had an event made by Google 2019, and uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I wasn't overly excited about it. It was okay. I feel I'm saying this about every single event these days, Sean. Exactly. You are. You are constantly set. But I've got to say, I'm a bit evented out, if that's a phrase. It is yeah, now. I think it's, I'm the same. It, yeah. I mean, it was. there was nothing terrible about it, but there was nothing astounding about it either. But it was just another tech event. Do you know, it's, it felt a bit like... You know those offices when you go into the office sometimes, it's a Monday morning, and you just can't be bothered, and it's like, oh, I need to get through this day, I've got to do this. That's yes. how that event felt to me. It was like everybody had just turned up on the Monday morning, and said, oh, let's do this event. Because the way they presented everything, it was like, okay, so we've got this uh, new phone, and uh, we, we've got this uh, Nest Mini, and it's kind of lying over there somewhere, and it's kind of good. And then they brought someone on at the end, a photographer, who just bleated on for the best part of 15 minutes, about I have no idea what. I believe she's a very famous <laughs> a photographer. A world-famous photographer. Didn't bleat yeah, she, on. Okay, she's, she's, known, she's known for photography, but she's not known for her talk shows, right? So that, she wasn't That wasn't brilliant. her fault. That wasn't her fault. That was Google's fault. It it's was bad casting. Yeah, it was really bad <laughs> yes, casting. exactly. <laughs> yeah, look, so, I, know, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. It, it was a particularly... It did have a lot of energy to it. You know, there... Uh, say what you like about Apple events, you know, they woo-hoo over anything. But um, it did seem like a lot of the announcements fell flat. There was very little reaction from the audience. So can I, can I give you some insight into a couple friends of mine were actually at the most recent Apple event. Mm -hmm. And he told me that what the Apple does is the first, like, 15 rows are all employees. That's right. They're, they're all staff. Yeah, they're all staff, people who worked on the product. So. Yeah. They're going to be excited regardless. And if they applaud, everybody else applauds. So they stack that room, and you know for sure that they're going to be applauding. 
Uh, Google comes to an event like this, and they're trying to get all this media in. You could tell they they don't do their homework because number one, this this phone has leaked. I mean, this has got to be the most leaked Everyone phone over than that yeah. iPhone four. You know, yeah, that's right. Uh, everybody knew what was going on, so at least when Apple knows their stuff leaks, they at least prep the room and they make fun of it, and they still find a way to make the sizzle sizzle. Google seems to not have that recipe down. <laughs> well, hang on, no. Google did actually tweet. You know, a sneak peek of the camera unit at the back of the phone themselves. They did play well, into that's the whole, someone yes, else, we know well, it's leaked. Yeah, but at that point, you might as well just, you know what, let's hold an event tomorrow and announce the whole phone. Yeah. Instead of giving it all this opportunity to leak even more and more and more. Now we're, what, three months after that, and what do we find out? Nothing. I'll be honest, it, the phone, from my understanding of it, because, of course, I was trying to keep awake during the event, which was the challenge, um, but the phone that was announced, it, it had some nice features. The one thing that stood out for me, though, and, you know, I, I'm sure, Mark, because obviously there's a lot of prep goes into this program and hours of research, so Mark is on probably Google right now, <laughs> looking at the event, uh, getting the information about it, I am guessing. Throw him under the bus. That's Maybe, right. aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I know he is. I know he is. And Sean's doing the same. Um, but uh, and I did it before I came on, guys, because I prepare for this program. Um but yeah, so the, it does have a radar feature in it, apparently. I don't really understand what this means. No, they don't even talk about this. Like when I'm looking at the summary, because that's what you do. It's like the uh, yeah, the, the, the short Google version. Google two minutes. Yeah. So, you know, okay. So you pre-order the phone today. It ships October 24th. You got the Pixel 4 and the Pixel 4 XL. Sold by every major U.S. and Canadian carrier, blah, 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 blah. It's coming to Canada. It is yeah. going to be in Canada. Right, okay. The XL has a 6.3-inch quad HD display. Uh, the regular one has a 5.7-inch 1080p. Both feature a 90 hertz max refresh rate for ultra-smooth scrolling. Uh, blah, oh, blah, 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 nice. blah. No, 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 blah, blah, blah. That, that adaptive refresh rate on the display is quite nice. Yeah, well, we've seen that before in other but, well, you've got the you've got the 3 and the on 3A what? there. On what? The, there's adaptive refresh rate on the, on the iPhone. Yeah, but yes. I think, yes. yeah, I, I don't quite know where he's going with this. But, but Were you trying to back me in a corner there and it completely failed? Yeah. Not the first time no, I've done no, that, no, let me no, tell you. No, no, not at all. He's like, like, all. What? like what, like what, the iPhone? Always, always, I always was questioning myself for a second. Always be wary of a blind guy backing into a corner. You'll always get away. Um, no, the, the, no, the Pro Motion display on the iPhone was, was first introduced with the iPad Pro, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, that's right. And that was yeah. 120 hertz. 120 hertz, and we were all amazed. I'm, oh, my God, look how smooth it scrolls. I'm trying to save myself by knowing something about it. I appreciate um, that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is a big deal that a 90 hertz has come to this device. I mean, it's the first time we've seen it in a phone outside Apple, I think. I'm just upset that it's not 91 hertz. I'm just saying. Yeah, so it always could be more for Mark. It always could be more. Uh, but you've got the 3 and the 3A, um, and I know you use some of your remaining vision Sean how dare you uh, sorry but, yeah, but the fact is you know I, I, from my understanding of those devices that especially when scrolling I know I find this with the, the iPhone 8 which is another story uh, we did talk about this last week um, I did buy the iPhone 8 by the way for regular listeners who are keeping keeping score of my iPhone buying um, the iPhone 11 went back along with the Pro and everything else uh, but, you know, I've noticed on that that the scrolling is pretty nasty. You know, it's, it's pretty, I don't use it much anyway, but it's not great. Um, it has a kind of ghosting effect when it scrolls, but you don't get that on these newer phones. But I'm wondering from the 3 and the 3A that I know you've just written a blog about, um, did you did you talk in that blog? Because obviously I've read it intrinsically, obviously, you know. Of course you have, yes, I know. Yeah, I'm all over it. Um, <laughs> did you mention about the screen or were you sort of focusing more on the audio? The screen being an OLED 
display. I just went into the basics of basic, of basically what an OLED screen is. You know, the, the colors do pop out and the contrast is high. So from that point of view, if you're a low vision user, that can be a benefit. But when it comes to refresh rate, I don't think it really makes a huge difference if you're low vision or or no vision, you know, if, if you don't care about the screen at all, obviously it's not going to matter. So, no. yeah, I don't think the refresh rate actually for us does matter. But for everyone else, it is a big deal because it does make it feel snappier and more responsive. Yeah, okay. Um, but the screen does matter, I think, for those with low vision. I think it is good to get the best screen yes. you can. I must admit, from my play with the Pixel 3 and the 3A, I didn't think the screen was that impressive. I think the best screen... And, I mean, I know there are others, and, and I know, Mark, you'll probably talk about, is it the Huawei P20, P30, P30, P30 Pro you've got? Um, you'll probably tell me that. They took it back. Is. I don't have it anymore. They took it back. Oh, that's a shame. Hard life. Um, but, yeah, the, the <laughs> Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, that has a gorgeous screen on it. And that, if you're visually impaired, if you've got some vision, uh, some usable vision to, to use the screen, but maybe you need it enlarged, the text enlarged, that is the best phone, I think, out there at the moment. Um, because one thing I love about it is that you can get the text size ramped right up on every app. Can't do that with a Pixel. Uh, it only goes up so far. So um, I'll be interested to see what they do with the Pixel 4 uh, and probably the Pixel 4 XL. But um, yeah, I'll be honest, it always seems more like a kind of device to show what Google can do rather than a device that is a great device in its own. It's almost like, you know, let's look at, let's look at how great, you know, this, this software is and then all the other... No, companies no, no, I can't bear that. it any longer. Right, stop. Oh, you're the Android guy now, I know. No, no, it's just... We've pitched the whole... you as the Android guy. No, I am not, by the way. But the whole <laughs> yes, yes, you are. event, one of the biggest announcements was that radar feature, the Project Solly. Yes, let's uh, talk about that. What? Go on, Mark. What? What's the matter with that? Now? I just go on. No, I just here's. I find it's. I find it interesting. Okay, because if you look back to some of the major tech announcements, like when the Apple Watch was announced, they talked about this the digital crown being the next input device, and everybody's trying to reinvent the mouse and the keyboard. Really, at the end yeah. of the day, they're yeah. trying to reinvent it, and this is Google's attempt to try and reinvent that. They go so far; it's a new way to interact with your phone. But do we need a new way to interact with our phone? I mean, we're doing it by voice. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not really perfected yet. And we're doing it by touch. So what, do we need another way to do it? Yeah, because this kind of mixes voice control with gesture control, doesn't it? Because yes. I mean, the, the, in the demonstration, they were, they were talking to the phone and it was responding. So maybe send a message to someone. Here's the text. It was almost like voice control. It's supposed to detect your presence. They're calling it something. It's called motion sense, yeah. okay? And it's supposed to detect whether you're there, whether you're paying attention to the device, so that it can contextually do things for you. Um, but- I've got a wife that does that. She always says to me, you're looking at your phone again. She tells me that I'm, you know, I'm doing this. So I don't need, she detects I don't need your the phone presence. to be aware. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she detects my presence, all right. And trust me, I detect hers. <laughs> So they're saying here, motion senses three main motion senses three main interactions: presence, reach, and gestures. Yeah. So presence is, are you there? Hello, hello, Stephen. Are you there? Um, then you have, of course, gestures. Do you want to control your device? Uh, okay. Do you want to? Do you need? I mean, I could reach for my device and control it. Yeah. And then, and then reach, which is, I guess, you know, as if you're far away from it, you're trying to get to something. You can use it, but I just don't. Do you know what this reminds me of? Do you remember the days when televisions? Was, might, might not be old enough to know this. I think we all are. Televisions that didn't have remote controls. Maybe you had buttons on yeah, the telly. You go click, 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 click. Yeah. 
Yeah. But and then this almost sounds like the argument against the remote control. I'm hearing here. You know, ah, I can just get up and push the buttons. Why do I need no, a remote control? No, 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 no. Look, thingies. To be fair to Mark, the gesture swiping the air interface has been tried and it's always been a gimmick before people have said oh yeah that's cool and then immediately turned it off we've seen it on the samsung i can't even remember which ones now and it was quite cool for a demo but in practical real life use it was terrible and no one likes it and there is a, a definite chance that this is the same but the technology itself the way it's being used to recognize face like it should be faster than face id and the 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 fact that when you reach for the phone, you know, if the alarm's going off, it will lower the alarm because it knows you're reaching for it. And when you reach for it, it knows you're going to pick it up. So it will get ready and uh, activate the screen ready for unlocking uh, things like that. So it's very nuanced and there's no real, OK, here's the use case. Here's the killer feature. But no, it I, seems like they're like, oh, we've been working on this. Let's throw it in something and yeah, say that it, it, hey, it has something like a, different. It does sound like a gimmick. Yes, it? but. Look, from an accessibility point of view, right, the more ways we've got, you know, yes, we have voice, yes, we have touch, but this is another way to control the phone. So the No, more... no, no. Do you know what? They can give up on that one. I'll just stick with TalkBack. Yeah, well, you stick with it. Look, look I'm just saying. <laughs> no, look, never mind. Right, hang no, on. Because, no, do you know, no, hang no, on. Because do you know no, what? The guys no. at AMI are, are very strict in here, you know, uh, and, and Sam is in the booth next door and he's going to be shouting at me to go to break. So Sorry, Sam. Can we just... Yeah, you take, can we, you take breaks during the show? Take a, we when need, do you do that? You're joking. We need a break here. Uh, so we'll take a, a break. Referee. We'll come. <laughs> we'll come back in a minute, and we'll talk more about the Google event and our experience at Microsoft today as well. That's coming up on Double Tap Canada. And now we're back with the Double Tap Canada team for more news on the latest tech from an accessibility point of view. Join in the fun with Double Tap by emailing your comments to feedback at ami.ca or on Twitter at Double Tap Canada. Welcome back. It is Double Tap Canada. It is myself, Stephen Scott, Sean Priest in a shed in Manchester, England. Hello. Hi. And Marco Flalo in the studio with me here. Hi. I think I'd rather be here. Than in that shed, if I'm honest. I've seen the shed. Yeah, you have. It's yeah. a mess, isn't it's it? Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's not a mess. It's beautiful. It's a proper man cave. I sent him lights for the shed. That's that right. was a mistake. Yeah, because then you saw. Yeah. The, you saw more of the shed. I know. It's better in the dark. It is way better in the dark. Like many things. <laughs> anyway, are we let still me talking about the pixel? Do you know? What? I have let to tell get... you. I tell you a quick story, right? I think I'll get away with this on the radio, but someone will tell me if they don't. If I don't, Oof. someone get said ready, to me, "Sam, with that button." <laughs> Someone said to me, right, uh, how do you have sex? This was a genuine question. Somebody actually no, asked me the question. No, we can't how, get away with it. Yeah, you know, no, this, is a, this is a God's honest truth. My hand is up to God, <laughs> right? The person said to me, how do you have sex? This is the kind of questions you get when you're visually impaired. People ask very personal questions. I got this question. My answer, though, was this. The question was, how do you have sex? I said, well, I do it the same as you. I do it in the dark, but I do it better. Oh, can I get that printed on a T-shirt? <sighs> yeah, put that on the back with the It's a Tech Show Honest. Um, <laughs> which apparently Moving this is. extremely quickly yeah. on. On to uh, technology, yes. So, uh, Google event, we were talking there about um, the radar feature in the new Pixel phone that you think is good for some reason, Sean. I don't quite understand well, why. Well, well, I don't think it's good. It's, it's unclear what it is. You just said you thought it was yet. good. No, but the technology itself is really interesting. That's what I'm saying. And there are some interesting potential accessibility uh, use cases for it. 
you know, how how accurate is it? How fast is it? Mm. Is it like if we strapped it in a harness and wore it around our neck, are we like a Tesla now? Are we a walking Tesla? Can it map our environment? Something like the Clue app, are we able to use it for mobility? Is it like a parking sensor? Do you know what I love about I this? I don't know. I have a lot of questions, right? does have a lot of questions. I don't have the answers to these questions. But well, me neither. I'm going to sit back and let you answer. Now, I am going to say I'm very impressed at how he keeps trying to bring this back to being a technology show. It does. It's, it's impressive. so impressive. It's almost he like that. he intends to do that, right? <laughs> so I don't know how Someone's he has become... He, he's become the sensible one here, right? Is that because Tim's off this week? Is that you've just decided to become the sensible guy this Correct. week? Does Tim normally do that? Is that what happens? He's the he's the kind of referee. He's, oh, okay. yeah, he, he, he's kind of doing what Sean's trying to do this week, uh, which is is not working clearly. Um, <laughs> not after your yeah, last thing. I know. I, I actually I do understand where you're coming from with this because the first thing I thought of when I when I heard about the radar feature, there's a device I've got which is called the Sunu Band. Now we'd covered this on Double Tap TV. And we've talked about it on the show here. It's a band you wear around your wrist and it gives it uses uh, echolocation, sonar, to help, you know, I guess, survey your environment. So as you sort of have this little radar that's pointing out, you just sort of turn your wrist left and right and you'll get a vibration on your wrist to let you know where or what is in front of you. And also it'll give you a kind of an idea as to how far away something is as well. So if Mark was walking towards me, the vibration would start to get more... Uh, vibratory. Yep, that's the word. exact word. You know, this yep. seems to go back to that question that that person asked you at the beginning of the segment. <laughs> I use a Sunu band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, steady now. Let's move on. Well, yeah, some odd directions, but anyway. Um, yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> can I bring He's up not getting what, back on again. Can, can I bring... You're not getting back on this can show. Can I bring something up about this event that got, kind of threw me for a loop, okay? Okay. Um, no Please headphones. Do. No headphones or even a... Yeah, there was. Yes, there no, was. No headphones included. Oh, right. With oh. the phone. Oh. They've removed the headphones entirely. There's no 3.5 millimeter to USB-C jack at all. They announced the new Pixel Buds. Oh, so they put nothing in the box. There's nothing in the box. you got a charger and a cable. Ah, oh, that's interesting. I'm surprised you even get a charger and a cable at this rate. You know, well. they're going to start taking that stuff out. Like, there, there really, really nothing... You know, there were more side announcements that got me excited about this event than anything else. Uh, one of which was the release date for Stadia, which is their game streaming service. Or to, yeah, 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 I want to see how it works. I want to see this thing work. I want to be able to be on my phone and play something and pick it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. you and your Let eyes. me tell you how it works. Okay. I, <laughs> negative latency. That's how it works. It knows you've pressed a button before you've even pressed it, apparently, according to Google. Well, I, I personally couldn't care less about it. I'm just saying. So, well, I, I mean, you know, I'm just going to talk about you, it. You guys suck. I'm going to sit here and just listen to you. You know, <laughs> you don't like my my input here. Clearly, you know. No, I I, I love the input. Um, it's it's nice to get some uh, some coverage of these events. It but, just sucks. Yeah, but but that that particular view does. Yes. Um, no, Stadia. I, I get it from a VR, from a sighted person's point yeah. of view. I don't think any of these games are particularly accessible. I mean, we we went through the same thing with Apple Arcade. If you've got some useful vision, though, it could be good for you. I think what is the key thing is, if you're a parent and your child, I mean, you know, you've got young child, kids as well, so you'll know, you know, the kids want to play these games, it's going to start costing you money if you have to download the game and buy it every single time. That can be a big difference when yeah. you've got a single payment to make. Um, so that part of it is good. Beyond that, I'm trying to think what else. So they did bring out a Nest Mini. I just want to skip over this very quickly because the Nest Mini is just essentially another Google Home Mini. <sighs> No. It is. 
Uh, I mean, there's nothing else to it. They're just given it a new right. box. Stop right there. Yes, it sticks very closely to the previous generation design, right? And it, That's because it's exactly the same. Yeah, okay. And the sound is better, as you'd expect, and blah, blah, blah. But, two times the level of bass, apparently. Two times the level of bass, which means nothing, really. No. But the second biggest announcement also came from this, and that was the um, processing of your voice commands on device, locally. No longer sending them out to the Google servers, which is what everyone and their brother has been complaining about. Oh, they're listening to us, hands in the air, it's so terrible, paranoia. So now most of the commands can be actually processed on the device. No one's listening to you. That was massive news. And over to you. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that they're not. I don't think it's that they're not listening to you. I think they are listening to you. It's just that it's in delay. No, it's like no, instead they're what they're not. doing is instead of no, what they're doing instead of uh, you know getting in individual installments of what you say, they're saving it up and getting the box set at the end. Ah, oh, tin foil. You know, everything hat. you said no, over the course no, of the week. No, no, no. This is a genius move by Google because not only does it speed up the processing of commands. But it also just totally sidesteps the you know privacy issue it, it, because it's not being sent anywhere. It's two different things here, right? You've got the privacy issue for sure, which a lot of people have genuine concerns about. Obviously, you don't. Not genuine, no. No. Uh, but there's also the issue of speed, uh, being able to access these devices uh, quickly, getting responses quickly. That is quite impressive. So, no, I do like that feature. I think that's quite good. Um, but okay. other than that, there's not a huge amount we can say about the Google. I was quite, I was quite surprised about the Google Home Mini. I thought there's going to be a bigger one coming out. You know, kind of Google, a Google Middle, because you get kind of Google Mini, oh, and then you've got Google go. kind of mid middle, and then Google Big. I think Mark's tuned out. Are you still there, Mark? What? You're right. I'm sorry, you just woke me up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that was it. You know, there wasn't a huge amount of, of stuff. I, I, I agree with you though, Mark. I think on one thing. The one of the, th- the things that stood out from the event was actually some of the sideshow stuff. They brought out a new recording app that is on the Pixel, and this did sound quite interesting. So you can record; it's like a voice memos app on the iPhone, but the difference is it can actually transcribe your recordings. So we could like do that That's show, me, yeah, and we could record uh, our conversation, and then it would all be transcribed. Our diatribe would be transcribed. Um, Ooh, I doubt it. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it would that, get, it that would be some interesting reading. Yeah, yeah, that no one else would want to read. Um, and that that did sound quite good. And and the thing that stood out again was that they were able to do this while the phone was in airplane mode. So again, the machine learning is all built into the device, and that is quite clever. Again, it speeds up the process, doesn't it? I, I think it's a cool. I think it's welcome. It's it's taken a long time for them. They haven't got some kind of native recording app, but I think for some reason it's become this. Not must have, but people expect a recording app of some kind. The fact that it can do these things offline, really cool. Yeah. yeah Although really cool. the, the woman said, uh, whoever she was when she introduced it, she said, that, oh, you know, one of the things I hate about these recording apps is that you end up with loads and loads of audio files with names I don't understand. But she never then went on to address anything about that. She just said, oh, by the way, it can now transcribe, but didn't explain how these apps... No, no, no. I think the, the point was, and this was actually really cool, was the search feature. So you could just search by a word. So you could type oh, in yeah, something yeah. like the pixel, okay. I think was the demo she gave. And not only did it bring up any audio with that word in it, but it also, also, it also uh, right highlighted there. where... <laughs> stop it. It highlighted where in that audio that word appeared. So you could jump exactly to it, which was, yeah, that's really cool. 
Yeah. Okay. Anything else stand out for you on the event? Because I'll be honest, guys, that was it for me. No, not really. I mean, not, this is it. Okay. I mean, we didn't mention. This did... is the problem with with this Techtober. You know, so yeah. many things that were actually interesting yeah. have been announced over the past couple of months. Yeah. That waiting till all that's done and announcing something that we've all been expecting for months. What do you expect? I mean, like, you might as well just do a press release like some other companies do. I I must admit, I was a bit surprised at the reaction, my own reaction, to the Pixelbook Go. I, I kind of think about this device. Who's buying it? You know, this is the this is a laptop version uh, of their Chrome. You know, Chrome OS is the um, essentially just a browser on a computer, really. I mean, it's not much more than that. You can run Android apps on it. Well, Ooh, yeah, well, it is. No, it's not controversial. It's true. Oh, you you can run well, apps a bit on more it. More than that. Ah, okay, you can run an Android yes. app on it, uh, and you can. I don't know. That's it, right? So brilliant. Um, so you can have. Uh, I think you can Office on there. Uh, you can do stuff. It's it's a great machine, and I know it's very popular in education markets, especially in oh, the states. Backtracking. No, doesn't want the emails. Yeah, that's all right. No, but it Back is. Pedal. They've been sent. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's right. Yeah, we'll get it anyway. Uh, but I do think, that, although it's good in that market, I just don't know why you would want one of these outside because ultimately you'd always be like wanting, oh, you know, I, I could download this app and I could do this thing, oh, but not on this machine because hmm. it's only a web browser. That's the problem with it. It needs to do more than just be a web browser. But the problem is we've already got that and it's called Windows. Well, exactly. But that's that's the the criticism that Chrome OS has got to deal with anyway. Um, I think they're still struggling to find the ideal form factor with it. And I think, you know, the slate that they had last year, the Chrome OS powered tablet, I think that was an interesting way to take it. But as with all of these devices, it's the price for me because the whole point of Chrome OS is, well, I would have figured anyway, that for an educational market, it's a nice affordable device and affordable OS as in free. Um, But, I'm not sure what the price point of the um, Pixelbook Go is, but so far they've been pricing these quite high. Starting well, that's the thing. The price has changed, and this might make it more interesting. I think its price point now is probably better than it was originally. The Pixelbook, uh, the first one, I think, and then the second one that came out, it was nine nine nine. Ridiculous. Um, yes. Now it's six four nine. Starting at 649, you get it in various flavors. It goes up to i5 processor. Mm. There's an M3 processor in it, kind of starting out. Eight, 879 Canadian. 879 Canadian. Um, wow. So it's, you know, it's better than 999, which would probably be, what, 1299? No, here? no, no. I, I think for that sort of price, you, people are going to start comparing it to Windows laptops then, and, you know, you've got far more compatibility. And, yeah, I think that's where it starts to struggle. I think Chrome OS should live in that more lower price point yeah well uh, I, i'm intrigued to know how that one plays out i i don't i'm not overly excited by pixel but you're you a big fan of these devices, no i mean, you know what my son likes using his chromebook yeah but i mean i find them so watered down what's he doing it though? nothing he plays games he plays online games prodigy so, so, it's a so math it's, game stadia would be good for him on that yeah yeah i mean if i yeah if he was into those kind of games but he's not even into console kind of games so um you know i, I see people students using Mm. schools that are really into the Google ecosystem, it's a pretty good solution because you access your docs and everything in the clouds and you have Wi-Fi at school and stuff like that. I get that, but the second you leave that ecosystem and you don't have any Wi-Fi connection, you can't do anything with these devices. I know. I was on a train once. I was on a train. My phone's more powerful. Yeah, exactly. I was on a train going through Englandshire and it was was terrible. I couldn't do anything. 
I mean, the train was pretty terrible as well, in fairness. But uh, yeah, we're yet to be convinced by Chrome, Chrome OS. I think that's where we're all coming down yeah. on. The hardware does actually look quite nice. You know, it's very portable, very light, very thin. But yeah, not at that price point. I think they're going to struggle with that one. But the biggest, the biggest thing. I know I keep saying that for every feature, but the yeah. um, Galaxy Buds. Now they were quite cool, weren't they? What was the price point on them? Did anyone catch that? Because I missed it. Galaxy Buds. The Galaxy Buds, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I love the, Gal- the Galaxy Buds. Galaxy but, Buds? Uh, but the Pixel Buds, they, Pixel they, Buds. those might be good. Those are amazing. Yeah, those are really yeah, good. Those are really good. I really don't like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> One, 179 for the Pixel Buds. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not too bad. Look, I did like the design of these. The, the fact that they had a vent in there that did let in the environmental noise. I mean, that, that's good for us, you know, from the visually impaired aspect. We always want that. Those things where you stick them directly into your brain, I hate those. It's too isolating. So having that <laughs> into your brain, the, yeah, the in-ear, I believe they call it, I hate them. But, I mean, they're, in-brain headphones, they're great yeah, for sound quality, but they're terrible if you're, you know, trying to walk around anywhere and listen to a car about to plow you down. So I think, I think, I think they were actually quite cool. They were interesting. Yeah, they're interesting. You gotta wait till uh, spring 2020 to even get your hands on them. What's the point in announcing something like that? You two are so jaded. Do the event next year. Where are you, Tim? Come back. You know, you know why we were jaded. Okay, because we spent the afternoon today with Microsoft. Okay, and all these features and all these things you talk about in the in the Pixel Buds and the and the Pixel Four and this transcription stuff was demonstrated to us and has been out on Microsoft devices for almost years now at this point. Exactly. So we were spoiled a little bit earlier today, and unfortunately, we're feeling a little down on the other stuff that we've seen. Well, you two yeah, are I mean, in a privileged position then, aren't you? Well, yes, we are. Okay. We invited you. Yeah, we did invite you. We knew you wouldn't come. I'm not leaving the shed. No, he doesn't like leaving the shed. He's, he's quite happy there. <laughs> the I, am, I am bringing him. <laughs> I'm bringing him to Canada next year. What? I'm going to expose Canada to him. Are you ready, Canada? Are you ready? <laughs> this is a this is a, a a series in itself. It is. You know, it's we like, a whole new TV show just yeah. on Sean in Canada. It's going to be three episodes of just you getting him out of his shed. Yeah, that's dragging him, cutting the anklet off. I'm bringing the, the shed with me. Bring the shed. <laughs> it's going to cost you a fortune. <laughs> so that um, we decided to put Sean on a container ship. Yeah. Because he wanted to bring the shed with him. I'm not coming out. Something about this, I think, could be a great idea uh, for, for a show. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I do want to get you over here because, you know, I mean, yeah, we, got, we did get the chance to visit Microsoft. We were in Mississauga today. Uh, we got to see Microsoft, the Canada team, and the stuff they're, they're doing. And, you know, it, they are so on it with accessibility. And a couple of things we talked about, and, and Sean, you know this better than anybody, uh, seeing AI an amazing app that has so many functions to it, and they are still investing more time and more resources into it. I think a lot of us thought in the blind world, Mark, that that seeing AI would be a one-time deal. It would come along, it would maybe get a bit of press for a while, and then they would get bored of it and just shift it out. But that's not the case. No, They are really investing time and money into it, and they're, they're making accessibility a cornerstone of what they do. It's baked into everything they do, and that's their message. Now, to stand up for Google on this one, Sean has obviously become the Android guy. No. Uh, that has be- well, you have, because you do like your Android phone. I know yes. you want a new iPhone and can't afford one yet, but that's beside the point. I'm waiting for your cast-offs. Well, you're... you're, wa- <laughs> you're uh, you can get one, that one has gone to my wife, I'm afraid, so that's long gone. But you do, uh, you do like it, and you're able to use it with TalkBack, so it's perfectly acceptable usage on it, so that's fine. Um, the Chromebook 
does have decent accessibility in it. But I think it is a bit like Narrator on Windows as well. You have to have a pretty high-powered device. So if you were going to go and buy a Chromebook, say, you know, there was one on sale I bought. Uh, it was £99 in the UK. I got it on an Amazon Prime Day sale. And I thought, oh, I'm going to get this. I want to see. Yeah, yeah, I thought I'm going to see how, how this works. And it was. It was terrible. Because when you turn the, uh, the screen reader on, which is called Chromevox, you know, that all the way through. And you're, it's stuttering to keep up, but like myself, most of the time. Uh, I also run Listen, on, I also run on Pentium. When they went to hire the voice to, for that service, unfortunately, they couldn't afford someone without a stutter. So they had oh, to just, yeah, that's what it is. Oh, it's equal opportunity TTS, employment, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, okay, there's that, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, I'd like I think someone you actually committed a hate crime right there, Steve. I'd quite like someone with Tourette's to do it. I think that'd be even funnier. <laughs> just every so often. So, check no, in. Look, to be fair, to be fair, you get exactly the same experience if you bought a £99 Windows tablet, as we've done in the past. But that's what I'm well. saying. So, yeah, exactly. So you'd, you have to buy the higher-end gear. So if you are blind and you are thinking of going down the Chromebook route, your only option really is to go for a Pixelbook Go or uh, one of the new, one of the older ones. You know, at least at least within the last year or so. That's the point. Chicken. I love that. That would just be amazing. <laughs> I want that to happen. Um, but yeah, so we did go to uh, Microsoft. We saw uh, they talked about seeing AI. They also talked about Soundscape as well. Now, Sean, I know you've had some interesting experiences. This is a guy, Mark, who can get lost oh, anywhere. Here we go. The hedge story. Yes, he got lost in a hedge once. <laughs> Okay. And he called us from a, a... You were in a field, weren't you? You were in a field in England, Shire. I was just walking the dog and got a little disorientated. That's all. Eh? It could a happen little. to anyone. So what, you called and said, Hi, guys, I, 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 I'll I, be there for the show. Don't worry. Once I find my way out of this field. Yeah. That's exactly... Pretty much. I was just scared and needed contact <laughs> with needed someone. needed us to verbally hold there's him. Just, there's a whole sitcom here. Oh, you don't is, understand this. this. Guy, honestly. Like you, first you've got to find Sean and then you've got to get him out of the shed. Then he's he's, he's a scarecrow in a field with a dog. This be, is brilliant. It's be an work. adventure game. I can see a book, I can see a book tour here. Copyright I, 2019 yeah. of Lala Communications. Okay, that's enough of that. Did you find out anything, you know, juicy at Microsoft? Anything uh, concerning seeing AI development or uh, yeah, they, they, uh, Do you know what the most exciting... Well, not the most exciting. I can't say that. The, one of the most... Dish to the dirt. Well, one of the most interesting things I saw, because there's, there's things we can't talk about, right? And there's things we, we, uh. we were aware of, I think, uh, because, because I was getting full audio description from Mark through the whole event uh, of things. And there was a row of stuff uh, sitting on a shelf. And the one thing that you described to me was a Dell tablet that was huge. Oh, yeah, that was, and I was, it was like, gigantic. That was the most exciting thing for me. I was like, I didn't know Dell did tablets this size. Well, so so what it is, the area they brought us to, we had a boardroom kind of reserved, and it was their, they called it their their uh, MTC or something like that. It was their big tech, technology center. Their server room was there. Um, but on display, they had basically a wall full of just existing devices, some concept devices, some internet, you know, IoT devices, connected stuff. And um, I, I think we could talk about all of it. It wasn't, you know, there was the you, Surface You said there was Studio. a server room in there. There was a server room. You, you had, I could have fixed John's email. You could have. You could have fixed uh, my email. You my, could have killed Cortana. I should have brought, I should have brought my <laughs> Dell XPS. Can you imagine that? There you go. There's another episode tunnel of off. your sitcom. <laughs> the day we killed Cortana. <laughs> Cortana, where are you? Wow. But no, I mean, it was a good. It was a good chance to find out what's going on, and they are. They're very serious about accessibility. I think. Look, I think all the companies are very on top of accessibility. 
Uh, Google certainly is. And one thing that I found quite interesting about the event as well about Google is they talked about the Nest Wi-Fi system. Now, we've had a quite, a, quite a few comments come in here on the show from people saying, what is the best no, that's home a Wi-Fi? Yeah. It is, hard, is a, yeah. so many of them as well. Uh, what's the one you've got, Sean? It's the Orbi? Yeah, I've got the Netgear Orbi, which is always reviewed really well, but um, I still get dead spots in some of my some of my rooms. You know, I went commercial. I went for the commercial Ubiquiti stuff. Okay. Um, Ubiquiti makes some great stuff that they use commercially, but it's it's consumer-priced. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it did a great job for a very long time, but with wireless, you're constantly fighting with your surroundings. Yeah, that's yes. right. And but if, this was a point that they made at the Google event, that what people tend to do is they buy these units and then they put them into cupboards or they put them out of the way. Well, and that's... Because they're they're fairly ugly yeah. devices. Whereas what they've done with these new devices, they made them Google, attractive. Made them attractive, so you yeah. can leave them around the house and they don't look ridiculous. And you can, you know, I don't know, put a plant pot next to them and, and everything feels good. Well, the, the, the trick with wireless and the trick with this mesh stuff is that you need just like repeaters. Yeah, you can't you need re- a lot of them. You can't. Well, you can't repeat a bad signal because you're just going to get a worse signal. You need yeah, to but bring you have, these. You've had the show. I mean, well, yeah, you, you've you've. <laughs> You need to bring them closer to the point, closer to the point of good signal, so that they repeat that good signal to a further point. So yeah. if you're setting up a mesh network, whatever it is, don't think, oh, I'm going to put this at the farthest most point of my house. Unless they're hardwired to those points, you're not doing yourself any favors here. You need to bring them closer so that they can reach those points. Yeah. I'm testing, TP-Link sent me a, um, it's called the Archer 6000. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that one. It's yeah. got like six antennas on it. But it's one of the first Wi-Fi 6 routers. Wi-Fi that's 6. A, that's a, a router, as this you is, say properly. Uh, yes, it's a router. In England Shire. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> Everything's a Shire. Cor- I'm not to correct. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Lord of the Rings. Scotland Shire, England Shire. Beautiful part of the uh, Shires. Um, but, but, this, but this device, I must tell a, you. That's a router, though, isn't it? It's a, it's a router. It sits in, it's ugly. It's not attractive. It's got six but big aerials sticking out it. has given me the fastest internet connection and i've got a gigabit connection in my home wow on my ubiquity stuff on wireless i get about three four hundred meg downloads which is normal it's normal for it to be about mm. half of your bandwidth right on yep. wi-fi yeah but with okay. this i'm getting almost seven eight hundred meg downloads because it's using the latest wireless technology which few and far between are being used and my new iphone has that technology so as more and more devices come out i have a you know, suspicion that this is going to get worse. Do you live but, in the future? Yes. <laughs> no, exactly. How much of that is down to the six aerials and how much of that is down to the Wi-Fi 6 protocol? Uh, I would think it, it all comes down to the Wi-Fi 6 protocol. Because... Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, no the Wi-Fi 6 protocol, yeah. yeah totally well, on that, just yeah. because nobody's using it. It's just the I next generation. It it's, it's, you know, where Merlin lies, you know, over the years you've heard 802.11 A, B, G, yeah, yeah, yeah. N. Yeah. Okay, this is AX. Okay. okay, we heard AC was the big cool one about a year ago. This is AX, and it's going to be a new. It's it's enhanced security, but it's more bandwidth is allowed through the actual wireless signal. Well, of course, so you're five G is speeds. going to give us certainly in the UK. Five G is going to mess us all up. Well, five G will give us in, in theory it will give us better connection at home. I mean, we don't have in the UK. We don't have speeds like you have here. Um, I mean, I think we're lucky to scrape 75 megabits. That's where you live. I know people in Glasgow that are getting 
insane speed. Well, they're lying. Yeah, that's just your house. Well, yeah. That's why I choose to live in the yeah. sticks. No, but 5, 5G, the thing about 5G is that it's going to be lower latency. Yeah. So it's things are going to happen a lot quicker. So you're going to it's going to seem overall like it's a lot faster and you're going to have quicker access to things. And the perfect example is at sporting events. You know, you go to a football game, for example, you'll be able to download a companion app and within a millisecond of a goal being made, you'll be able to replay that on your device right there. That's going to take things like medical research and stuff to, to new levels. Forget yeah. about just broadband in your home. Yeah, well, it's, none of that is ever going to display here on Double Tap Canada. Let me be uh, clear on that. There'll be no instant replays here, although it'll be quite useful at times with pre on board, let me tell you. Um, listen, that, We're lucky to get any replays. Well... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, listen, That's we not are the contract. No, it's, uh, I don't think contract. Hmm, yeah, we we'll need to discuss very important that. question before you go. Yes, am I ever allowed back on? <laughs> Do you oh, want you're to? Always welcome back on. <laughs> well, this is chaotic most of the time. Don't worry about. This is perfectly normal. This is normal. This is this is well, normal, normal behavior. Yeah, this is great. This is this is what we got away with on here. But listen, we need to get out because the next guys will be banging on the door in a minute. When do I get paid? <laughs> Never. So that's Double Tap Canada uh, for this week. Thank you so much to Sean Priest and his shed, Mark Aflalo in the studio. We've got uh, Double Tap TV coming up next week, as again, uh, Tuesday 8.30 Eastern on AMI-TV. We look great on television. I look look amazing. I'm I'm better looking. I would tell you what's on the show, but I don't want to ruin the surprise. No, exactly. It's a huge surprise. (laughs) You both can't remember, can you? Like we say, that's it for Double Tap Canada. Thank you so much for listening. Keep in touch. You can find us on Twitter at Double Tap Canada. Hashtag Ask Double Tap if you've got a question for us. We will try and endeavour to get the answers, we promise. And uh, also, you can uh, email us feedback at ami.ca. Thanks to Sam on the controls, and uh, we'll catch you on next week's show when I'm back in Glasgow, Scotland. Don't leave us. Chicken! Don't forget to tune in to Double Tap TV every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. For more technology talk with Mark Aflalo and Stephen Scott. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.